You are listening to Feeling Good, a podcast for dentists. I'm Dr. Laura Mock, the life coach for busy dentists. This podcast explores how to feel better in all aspects of our lives so that we can be our best leaders. If you have been feeling stressed about being the owner of your practice and you want to change what you are getting at work and in your personal life, you are in the right place. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of my podcast. I'm Dr. Laura Mock, the leadership coach for busy dentists, and I am here today to tell you a little bit of a story, which is why I became a life coach. And I know some of you are even thinking like, what even is that anyway? And I'll explain that too. And there's a second part to this podcast, which is how the fact that I became a life coach is the best news for you. And just a couple items of business. This episode is dedicated to my sisters in dentistry, my female practice owners. And, oh shoot, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, <laughs> brain fart. Um, I might say a little swear in this video, not a big one, but like if you're listening on your way home from work and you got the kids in the minivan or whatever, just keep in mind there might be a couple of little ones that come out. Okay, everybody ready? The first thing that I want to do, so in my journey to become a life coach, I always have to start with all of the obstacles that I overcame to even just become a dentist. So I'm going to start there. And so I'm going to give this list of things that I overcame and I want you to know not telling you this so that I can brag, even though actually I am kind of proud and amazed that I was able to get where I am considering where I started from. But um, my intention is to get you thinking about the obstacles that you overcame um, so that you can pat yourself on the back too. So we'll get to that part where I remind you to pat yourself on the back, okay? All right. Obstacle number one. I come from a large family. There were seven children in my family. I was the second, uh, the oldest girl, and um, we were broke. (laughs) We lived on the wrong side of the tracks, and I had to get my first job when I was 14, and that was to pay for my lunches at school and my clothes. Um, My dad is a really, well, excuse me, he passed away last year. Let me rephrase that verb. My dad was a very intelligent, um, kind and loving man, but he could not hold a job. He just couldn't. And he was so smart. And um, looking back, we think that actually the reason that he passed, which was that he had chronic liver disease, was actually the reason that he couldn't um, work. And I'll tell you why. When you have liver disease, your mind doesn't work right because it's full of the toxins that the liver is supposed to clean out. So we were broke. Um, I was 13 when my mom had my youngest sibling and we just were subsisting on a little bit of air. (laughs) Like literally, she would buy our groceries by going to um, the place, the plasma place. She would call it blood sucking and she'd get like $20 for, um, donating her plasma. And then she'd take it to the discount grocery store and she would just get whatever she could to feed us. And this is how I grew up. Like typically a low income kid does not go to dental school. The next thing 
that I overcame, which happened simultaneously. But um, I grew up in a religious culture where girls were taught from the time that we're two or three that our role is to be a mother and not to go to professional school. In fact, if you have a professional um, career instead of or at the same time as raising your babies, then you're being selfish. And that is literally what I was taught from um, in church and also from my family. And then, of course, I was also told that it would be a good idea for me to marry as soon as the opportunity presented itself and to go ahead and have those babies as soon as possible. So I married young, not super young, but very naive. And the first baby came 10 months later. It might have been 11. It was between 10 and 11 months. Now, when I decided, decided to go to dental school, I had two small children. I had the oldest one and then the next one was like two months old and I didn't even have an associate's degree. I was a dental assistant, so I had that going for me. Um, but I had these two kids and my husband was also still in college. And <laughs> I know, right? I had to do my chemistry and math homework like after I would put my babies to bed. <laughs> and I have to admit that I did drink a lot of Dr. Pepper during that time because I was tired by the time I put those kids to bed, but I, you could not stop me. I was not going to be stopped from getting to dental school. I knew that I wanted to do it. And I realized that it was a little bit off kilter with regards to the religious teachings, but I still just really felt like it was the right path for me. Interestingly, when I got accepted, which is a small miracle that I, I got accepted, um, and this is just an illustration of the culture that I grew up in. My grandma was literally upset and she called me and actually it was a, she wrote me a letter and she told me that I would be blessed if I did not go to dental school. She told me that if I went to dental school, then my husband wouldn't be the leader of the family anymore. So that is the cultural context that I um, overcame in order to become, even just become a dentist at all. And then there are some other obstacles that I overcame in order to have the successful practice that I have now, but I'm just gonna go over real quickly. Um, as soon as I graduated from dental school, my husband at the time was deployed to Iraq. And then when he came home, of course, remember I said I got married um, young and naive, we got divorced. <laughs> so then I was a single mom and I almost immediately jumped myself into one of those classic, naive lady, um, dangerous relationships with a dangerous man who ended up being abusive and um, stole a lot of money from me. So I had that to overcome. And then I just had the typical things that a dentist who's learning to be a dental practice owner um, learns. Like, how do you deal with insurance? How do you how do you do your vacation and your health benefits for your employees and how do you keep them motivated and enjoying the practice of being in a dentist office and I did that while I was being a single mom to three wonderful kids one who had special needs now I'm to the point where I'm done listing all the obstacles that I overcame and I just want to pause and have you pause and just sit there and think about what you overcame to be where you are right now. Because I know each of you gave up some, made some sacrifices 
So it might have been that you had to apply to dental school multiple times, or maybe you had to get out of a bad relationship yourself, or um, you had dyslexia, or organic chemistry was the worst and you had to take it two times. Each of you made sacrifices to get where you are right now. Now, I want you to take a moment and just really pat yourself on the back for setting yourself up for where you are now. It might not be really easy where you are at this point, but you're so much farther ahead than you would have been if you hadn't made those sacrifices. You did it. And I think you're amazing. I really do. I think the sisterhood that we have in dentistry, like I have never been around such an amazing group of women or people. So good job. I'm clapping for you. Now, despite all of these obstacles that I went through, that I overcame, you would think that I would be walking around like a queen. You know, I had my crown, I had my dental practice, I had my drill, I had my minions, my employees. Um, but here's the thing. I did have a really amazing practice by the point, I was like, just talking about maybe like 2017 or so, we collected almost a million and a half um, in 2017. And I didn't have an associate. That was just me and my three hygienists and my two assistants. I took off eight weeks that year and I got remarried. Well, the remarriage was in 2016 to a wonderful guy. Um, but I had a problem. And the problem is this, I didn't feel like a queen in my practice. Actually, I kind of hated going to work by this time. I had, despite all of my hopes and my dreams and my sacrifices of getting into dental school, of being the owner, of being the overcomer of all these trials and this amazing practice, I didn't like going to work. I didn't like being the leader. I was exhausted by being the leader. I, people would come in with quabbles and I'd be like, I don't know. Or they'd come in and say, you know, I know we had six weeks of vacation, but I want to have this thing that, you know, we already made plans to do. Or um, I want to raise. Or um, I didn't know how to just navigate everybody telling me what to do or what not to do. And then I would get a negative review online or, or insurance wouldn't cover something that um, I'm sure we said might not be covered, but the patient was mad and then they wanted us to take the fall for that. You know, like I just wasn't really enjoying myself at all. My leadership suffered because I wasn't having fun anymore. And then morale suffered because I was the one in charge. And then ask me how 2018 worked as far as my numbers were concerned. Those suffered. In fact, by the beginning of 2019, <laughs> the accountant was like, uh, did you know you had a loss for 2018? I was like, oh. <laughs> and I call this time in my life my scarcity slump because I just really wasn't looking at things in a way that created abundance for me. The next thing that happened was kind of fortuitous and not on purpose, but I'm one of those people who really likes podcasts and and like listening to audiobooks and stuff like that. And I fell into a new obsession, which was a podcast by a life coach. I didn't even know what a life coach was, but everyone was talking about this, this podcast by Brooke Castillo. It's called the Life Coach School Podcast. 
and I started binging it. And luckily at the time, I was also trying to get back into running. So I had a need for something to listen to. And I had um, a really important epiphany that is very uh, transcendental for my whole life now. I learned that my feelings don't come from those insurance companies or my employees or being behind in hygiene. It doesn't come from office managers or my kids. My feelings come from my own brain, from my thoughts. And that meant that if I wanted to stop hating going to work, I could work on my brain and I could change how I feel, which I did. And what's interesting is that when I did that, work changed and the money changed and there was more joy, more teamwork, more support, less doing things that I don't like. And like I said, a lot more money. And after this, I knew that I had found an important key that was missing in many female dentists' lives because nobody had taught me that I could be in charge of my own feelings and how to do it. Because I thought that my feelings depended on what my kids were doing, what my employees were saying, if my husband was doing what I wanted him to do, all those things. Now I'm going to get to the part where I explain why this is really good news for you. After I became the beneficiary of this coaching, I decided that it was important for me to get the word out. And so I myself became certified as a life coach and I know now know how to train dentists to manage their minds so that they can have the feelings they want. And that means that if you or someone you know has been really frustrated with dentistry or with their life or their marriage or their employees, there is now somebody within the dental field who can help you. You know, I think there's about a, a thousand life coach school certified coaches, and there's only two that are dentists. There's one who doesn't practice dentistry anymore. In fact, he teaches men how to stop looking at pornography if they want to stop looking at porn. And then there's me. <laughs> and I am here to help my sisters in dentistry to enjoy what they have worked so hard to get to. You're here. You've made it. You you got to the part where your goals were set to. And if you are feeling like shit right now, I am here to help you. Now, this may have sparked a little bit of hope for you. But I know you have a hesitation because I get it. It's like, well, but is that really real? Like, can she actually help me feel better? And is it even really that important? Number one, yes, it's very important. And it will change your, your entire practice and your life. And number two, you're welcome because I have devised a free, no obligation way for you to discover this process for yourself. The vast majority of you um, can take advantage of this course that I'm that I'm here to tell you about, and and you'll benefit from it benefit from it right away. So it's an e-course that I designed for free. 
All you do is go to my website and sign up for it. There's no money exchange. There's no promises. You don't have to make an appointment with me on a calendar. Just go to my website and download the first part of it, which is an e-book. It's a workbook. So you can print it out and write on it if you want to, or you can just fill it in on the PDF or just read it. There's a workbook and then there's some videos that come afterwards where we go more into exactly how the coaching works and how you would apply it to some made up scenarios within a dental office. Uh, you landed on this podcast um, just maybe like I landed on the podcast for from Brooke Castillo, the Life Coach School podcast, and this might be the moment when everything changes for you. And I am here to help you with that. And like I said, you don't have to write to me. You don't have to um, uh, give me a dime or even your credit card number for future use. All you gotta do is go to my website and um, and upload the book. My website is the Life Coach, excuse me, sorry. My website is thelifecoachforbusydentist.com and you can find me on Facebook and, and um, social media else, elsewhere as well. And just think about it. You could go there right now and you could be feeling better really soon. And that's why I'm here. I'm here to just get the message out and I'm here to serve you, my sisters, in dentistry. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you on the other side. Thank you for listening to Feeling Good, a podcast for dentists. To download my free workbook on how better leadership starts with your feelings, go to my website, thelifecoachforbusydentist.com and click on Get Free Help.